Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Good evening and welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule. Tonight we have a great show planned for you, Putting Thanks Back into Thanksgiving, Part 2. If you would like to have input on tonight's program and you haven't already written in, you can text us at 325-428-6145. And if you're listening tonight and you would like to interact with our Facebook page, we'll check that a couple of times while we're on the air tonight as well because we are happy to hear and share with our listeners your thoughts, stories, and testimonies over the next hour that we spend together. Every week I share these statements of how important I believe the home is. I believe every home should be filled with family, friends, food, music, love, and celebration. But most of all, it should be a place to gather, to be cozy, to feel safe, and the peace of God. I feel honored to have those around me year-round, and I love to say I'm at home with family and friends. Stay tuned for Thoughts from Home. At Home with Debbie Rule, your place to discover more about home, family, and relationships. We'll be back. I love MediShare because they protect and respect life. MediShare is community. MediShare is affordable. MediShare is biblical. MediShare is uplifting. MediShare is family. Faithful. MediShare is hope. It's love. Learn how thousands of Christians can help you save on your health care. Call 844-74-BIBLE. MediShare, affordable, biblical health care. That's 844-74-BIBLE. The Haven Family Shelter is a domestic violence and sexual assault shelter that serves men, women, and children who are victims of domestic violence and sexual assault in Mason, Menard, McCullough, Kimball, Concho, and surrounding counties. The Haven is dedicated to ending domestic violence and sexual assault. The Haven provides services such as 24-hour crisis intervention and hotline, 24-hour accompaniment for medical, law enforcement, or criminal justice. They provide legal advocacy, individual counseling, and The Haven is active in public education, prevention, and community awareness. Support your local domestic violence and sexual assault programs. Speak up about the abuse. Educate yourself and others. Help a friend in need and set an example. For more information on how you can help, call The Haven at 325-597-7644. Together, we can end domestic violence and sexual assault. Well, welcome back. This is Thoughts from Home. How do you look at Thanksgiving? As the holiday, you can eat as much food as you can? Well, personally, I can't eat any more on Thanksgiving than I can any other day of the year. And I'm not really one for football, so what else is there to Thanksgiving? All you really hear is all about the food and who's playing football that day. The family aspect that others would talk about as part of their highlight might not hold much appeal to some with the dynamics of family sometimes. You can't have a family gathering without the stress and conflict, as if it was walking through the family minefield. A holiday is no guarantee that it'll be one of the better days. Some say all they want at Thanksgiving is to watch the Macy's Day Parade, eat a good meal, and take a nap before waking up to eat leftovers and watching a little football. That's a happy Thanksgiving for most. 
Over the years, I've learned to enjoy Thanksgiving. I love the food associated with the holiday. Even if I don't eat any more than I once did, I love to spend time with my kids and grandkids as I watch them as they enjoy their Thanksgiving Day parades. I even manage to fit in a little football if it means spending time with my family. But mostly, I love the practice of gratitude and the reminder to practice that always comes around this time of year. It's strange how traditions and gratitude seem to get left out of everyone's excitement about the holidays. It's never really factored in to most family celebrations, more than added line in the mandatory mealtime prayer. But with children and now grandchildren more than ever, I want to put thanks back into Thanksgiving. People want to give up their arms about taking the Christ out of Christmas and ignoring the fact that most of the Christmas time celebrations come from pagan traditions and that more holidays are celebrated in December than Christmas alone. But no one seems to be bothered that we've taken the thanks out of Thanksgiving or the giving for that matter. It all seems to be about family, community, eating, and watching a parade or a game. I really wanted my children growing up to know that Thanksgiving was about so much more than food and football. I wanted them to have a sense of gratitude and giving them that goes beyond a few lines that we say right before we dig into the feast. They're grown now, and my grandchildren are young enough to learn the traditions of our family. I'm not saying there's anything at all wrong with celebrating with family, watching football, and eating vast quantities of food, but I think there's a way to have a traditional celebration while throwing in real thankfulness and a mindset of giving to others. We can send a handwritten letter to those in our lives that we appreciate. Everyone loves to get mail that's not junk or a bill. Expressing our appreciation is a great way to share an attitude of gratitude during the season. What about baking cookies or other treats made with love for your community helpers is a great way to show our appreciation. Community helpers could include nurses, firefighters, daycare workers, teachers, police officers, utility workers, sanitation workers, and mail carriers. We can wake up every day and express gratitude for something before we get out of bed. And every night before we go to sleep, we can speak of something else we're grateful for. By bookending or days with gratitude, we can form a new habit and learn to be more appreciative every day of our lives. We can make care kits or blessing bags for the homeless to keep in their cars or in their area. I don't run into a lot of homeless people, but I do occasionally see someone when I drive through a neighborhood or a town. Instead of questioning their motives, we can just be ready to give with a happy and open heart. Here are some items that we can put into care kits. Socks, band-aids, antibacterial soap and lotion, soaps and shampoos, toothbrush and toothpaste, combs, mouthwash, deodorant, snacks, water, hand and foot warmers, and even blankets. We can send cards out to thank people in our lives who don't always get a thank you for their work. Our doctors, our dentists, our hairdressers, and the other people we see routinely who don't always get to spare the word of appreciation for their care for us. We can remember those who are in the position of service and show our appreciation with larger tips around the holiday. This includes our servers, our hairdressers, our massage therapists, and other people who provide services to us. We can show appreciation for our children and our grandchildren by letting them know that we love having them in our lives. We can tell them we're proud of them and that we think that they are wonderful humans 
and little humans, capable of great and beautiful things. We can tell them that they are perfect just the way they are and that we appreciate so many things about them. It's okay to list exactly what you think is great. If we don't have children of our own, we can show our appreciation for other children in our lives. We often think of giving gifts to children, but not of telling them why they're so special. It's okay to tell them every day, and it's okay to do this all year. Confident, secure children become happy, healthy, well-adjusted adults. We can volunteer our time to causes that are meaningful to us. This could mean donating time to the animal shelter, volunteering at our local library, or pitching in to build a house for Habitat for Humanity. We can look for family-friendly activities for our children to volunteer with us so that they can learn the joy of helping others. A great way to do that as a family is ringing bells for the Salvation Army. We can remember to be thankful for ourselves, too, and show that appreciation by treating ourselves well. This could mean stopping negative talk or taking a walk outside. It could mean eating better and healthy, things that remind us ourselves to exercise because it makes us feel better. It might mean getting a little extra sleep with an earlier bedtime or treating ourselves to a long bath. But it could also mean saying no to extra obligations or devoting time to toxic relationships. It could mean saying yes to something we've been wanting to do for ourselves, and we can be grateful by practicing self-love and self-care. After all, it's hard to care for those around us if we don't care for ourselves. We can give back to our world and communities by treating our world well. Pick up the litter in our communities, participate by recycling programs, and support local art, businesses, and farms, and do our part to live in a more sustainable way. We can host a Friendsgiving celebration to express our gratitude for the friends in our lives who form our support systems. Whether we choose a potluck celebration or a progressive feast, or simply meet at a restaurant, we can take the time to appreciate those who aren't family, but certainly feel like it. We can also forego some luxury expenditures during the month and give that money to a charitable organization we support. We can tune back into the world around us by putting down our phones and interacting with people in real time. We can make conversations with the cashier, look at them in the eyes, and thank them for their help. We can actually pay attention to the people who greet us during the day and be one of the ones that greet others with a friendly attitude and an appreciation for their work. Okay, so are you starting to get my point? Thanksgiving should look a lot more like thankfulness and giving. It shouldn't be something we do only once a year, but shouldn't we be at least doing it on that day in particular? Maybe we should take a step further, and maybe we should commit the next whole year that we will become more thankful and more giving to others. Maybe starting today, we can begin to be thankful and giving We can give thanks for all of our blessings, and we can give to those who are in need. While we still enjoy all the parades, the food, and the football on this Thanksgiving Day, maybe after we've spent this year committing to have a thankful heart and giving to others, we will have a better practice of gratitude and generosity, and we might just find that we've made it into a habit. This has been Thoughts from Home. Stay tuned for more of At Home with Debbie Rule. We'll be right back.
Are you facing a crisis or has something unexpected happened to you? Maybe your home and relationships have been harmed by divorce? Or do you have marriage, parenting, or blended family issues? Career choices, financial issues, addiction, or just plain old I need to know how to do life better to avoid making so many bad choices? At Home Success Coaching is a great place to start. If you need someone to listen, someone to talk, to process your feelings, insight, or advice on how to have a better life, At Home Success Coaching can help you out of a crisis or just help you stay on the right path and reach the goal of having the very best home, family, and relationships possible. At Home Success Coaching is a nonprofit organization and there is no charge for our services or programs that are offered. Visit at homesuccesscoaching.com. That's at homesuccesscoaching.com, helping one home at a time. Home, family, and relationships can be a challenge, and we have some answers for you right here on 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Join me, Debbie Rule, every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule. And this week on the program, we'll be putting thanks back into Thanksgiving. So join me this Sunday at 6 o'clock right here on 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com for At Home with Debbie Rule, where we'll be talking about putting the thanks back into Thanksgiving. I look forward to being with you. See you then. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where tonight we are continuing to talk about putting the thanks back into Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving is this week, and as we come together with family and friends and celebrate uh, with great food and fellowship and football and games and all kinds of fun things that we do, watching parades and just Uh, enjoying being together, especially this year in 2021, making up for all of that lost time. But the most important thing is to remember what the holiday is about and that it's not just to be done on one day out of the year, but every day, having a heart of thanks and a heart of giving. That's what makes Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. And joining me tonight on the program is my wonderful husband, Rudy Rule. Good evening, Rudy. Hi, Debbie. That was very profound. A heart of thanks and a heart of giving. That yeah. makes Thanksgiving. I like that. Well, you know, there's two words in Thanksgiving. And uh, if you take it apart, you see that it's giving thanks and give. Well, if I remember my sixth grade English, that's a compound word. That's right. Well, um, as I said in opening comments, you know, there's so much that we can be thankful for and so many things that we can uh, are so many ways that we can look uh, to give to others that don't have uh, all of the blessings that we have. And what a wonderful time of the year to do that at Thanksgiving. And one of the things that I mentioned uh, in the closing was that from this day forward for the next year until 2022, make the commitment to every day give thanks and find some way to give. Changes your whole perspective on life if you are thankful for what you have. Mm -hmm. You know, we take so much for granted. I'm talking about me personally. I'm not lecturing anybody. I take so many good things for granted. I need to pause occasionally and think about, wow, there are people in this world that don't have the things that I take for granted. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yes, we definitely are a blessed people and need to remember that. Um, You know, last week we talked uh, in depth about putting the thanks back into Thanksgiving. And so tonight we're just going to touch on that again briefly. And so tonight we want to share with you and your family uh, a little bit more about Thanksgiving from the first Thanksgiving until how it started and um, just more information about the first Thanksgiving. So if you have children, you might want to gather them around because this would be a great opportunity for them to learn the history of Thanksgiving. Going to share some really cool things with you, all right? You are going to learn things you'll want to share with others, and they'll be like, wow, how do you know so much about Thanksgiving? So if you're ready, let's take a serious look at this awesome holiday. It's a fun turkey. Okay, so what is Thanksgiving? That's a great place to start. What is Thanksgiving? Well, Thanksgiving is a special holiday that is celebrated in the United States, Canada, Liberia, and in some of the Caribbean islands. Let's look at these places on the world map. Canada is right here, and south of Canada, the United States of America, then over here, the Caribbean islands, and then in West Africa, the country of Liberia. All of these places celebrate Thanksgiving. What's interesting is these places don't celebrate Thanksgiving on the same day. For example, Thanksgiving is celebrated in Canada on the second Monday in October. It's true. In Liberia, Thanksgiving is celebrated the first Thursday in November. And in the United States, Thanksgiving is celebrated on the fourth Thursday in November. Here's the thing. While traditions can vary, all Thanksgiving celebrations have certain things in common, regardless of where they happen in the world. There are certain things that make a Thanksgiving celebration a Thanksgiving celebration. For example, Thanksgiving is a time to be thankful for all of the blessings from the past year. Without that, it's not a Thanksgiving celebration. No matter where it's celebrated in the world, Thanksgiving is a time to be thankful, and we have so much to be thankful for. Regardless of where it's celebrated, Thanksgiving is also a time for family and loved ones and friends and those that we care about, which makes sense because Thanksgiving is all about being thankful for the blessings of the past year, and you want to celebrate and be thankful with those who mean the most to you. And of course, food. You know, you can't celebrate Thanksgiving without a wonderful feast, and you don't eat this, okay? What what do you eat on Thanksgiving? Yeah, in Canada and in the United States, you typically have a turkey for Thanksgiving. A turkey dinner is the tradition for most people who celebrate Thanksgiving in the United States and Canada. That isn't the case everywhere, though. In Liberia, for example, instead of eating turkey for Thanksgiving, chicken is the center of their Thanksgiving feast. 
This adds up to a lot of food. Take the United States, for example. Believe it or not, 46 million turkeys are eaten on Thanksgiving every year in the United States. Wow, 46 million turkeys. And check this out. About 50 million pumpkin pies are eaten every year for Thanksgiving in the United States. About 50 million pumpkin pies. Wow. Of course, there is cranberry sauce and stuffing and sweet potatoes and the casseroles. There are so many delicious foods we eat on Thanksgiving. Hey. What is your favorite part of the Thanksgiving meal? What you enjoy eating most on Thanksgiving? That was fun, but where did this all begin? Well, interestingly enough, in England during the days of King Henry VIII, it was common for the people to have days of giving thanks. In fact, they would call them days of thanksgiving. Then there was this guy named Martin Frobisher. He was an English explorer who explored Canada. Just 31 years after King Henry VIII's reign in 1578, Martin Frobisher held a day of thanksgiving in Canada. They were celebrating their arrival in Newfoundland. You can see him pictured here. Martin Frobisher was from Britain and would have been familiar with the days of giving thanks that happened during King Henry VIII's reign. They were grateful that they arrived in Newfoundland safely and enjoyed a beef dinner with a side of peas. Mmm, tasty. Another group familiar with these days of Thanksgiving were the Pilgrims, a group of English settlers that came to America for religious freedom. They had different religious beliefs than many people in England and didn't want to be a part of the state church of England. In a ship called the Mayflower, the Pilgrims made their way across the Atlantic Ocean and arrived in present-day Massachusetts in a place called Plymouth. This colony became known as the Plymouth Colony. Here's the thing. Life was difficult at Plymouth, and it wasn't until a Native American named Squanto helped them that they finally had their first successful harvest. Their first successful harvest. So, in celebration of this first successful harvest, in 1621, the Pilgrims invited the Wampanoag people, including Squanto and their leader, named Massasoit, to celebrate a day of thanksgiving the celebration lasted three days we know they did a lot of eating but what did they eat well the governor of the plymouth colony named william bradford wrote that they ate birds and deer during the feast and we know from his writings that they hunted for turkey could turkey have been one of those birds they ate during the thanksgiving feast there's a big chance but to be honest we don't know for sure 
What is interesting about the Thanksgiving celebration in 1621 is that it brought together the traditions of the days of giving thanks during the years of King Henry VIII and harvest festivals, which were festivals celebrating a successful harvest. The two traditions were combined that day. You see, long before the Pilgrims, or Martin Frobisher, or King Henry VIII, Native Americans celebrated harvests. They would come together with loved ones, enjoy good food, in gratitude and thankfulness for all of the wonderful things that were going on. Thanksgiving is special because we all need to be thankful. Celebrating with family and friends with good food and thankful hearts is an incredible tradition. Imagine yourself sitting around a large bonfire. The year is 1621, and you have spent the last year traveling from Europe to America on a boat. The journey was very hard. When your family arrived in the New World, you faced a very hard winter. You lived on the boat through the winter together with other passengers. It was extremely cold, and there was not much to eat. But all of that has changed. As you sit waiting, you see that people are cooking up a huge feast. You smell the cooking meat and vegetables. It makes your mouth water. The cooks include people from Europe that you were on the boat with, and Native Americans who have come to celebrate with you. It's the first Thanksgiving celebration in America, and you are ready to eat. Thanksgiving Day is a national holiday in the United States and other countries. But how did this holiday begin? Where did it start and why? The story starts in 1620, when a small ship named the Mayflower left from England. On board were 102 passengers. They were all people from different religions that were feeling unwelcome in Europe. They wanted to leave to find a new home where they could practice their religion freely. There were also people on board who were excited about the idea of buying land, which they couldn't afford in Europe. They hoped to find a new life and become wealthy in the new world. The Mayflower made a long and difficult journey across the Atlantic Ocean that lasted 66 days. Eventually, they landed at Cape Cod. This was much further north than where they had hoped to land, which was at the mouth of the Hudson River. One month later, the Mayflower traveled to Massachusetts Bay, and the travelers disembarked, or arrived and came ashore. They decided to settle or make a home in the area, and they began building a village, which is now called Plymouth. The people who started building the settlement were called pilgrims. Pilgrim means a traveler or settler in a new land. The pilgrims in Plymouth did not have time to build houses to live in before the first winter came. The winter was very cold and harsh, so most of the pilgrims remained on the Mayflower ship for the winter. They were hungry and cold living on the ship. Many people developed scurvy, which happens when you don't eat enough fruits or vegetables. Many also caught diseases that spread easily amongst the crowded living conditions. By the end of the winter, only half of the Mayflower's 102 original passengers were still alive. That spring, in March 1621, the people who were still alive moved off the boat and onto shore to start building their homes. While they were settling on shore, an Abenaki Native American came and greeted them in English. 
Everyone was shocked to see that he was friendly and that he spoke English. A few days later, he returned with another Native American man named Squanto. Years before, Squanto had been kidnapped by Englishmen and was brought to England, but he later returned to America and could now speak English. Squanto became friends with the pilgrims and could see that they needed help. The small group of 50 or so people were all weak and starving, and many of them were ill. Squanto felt bad for them, so he taught the pilgrims how to grow corn, how to fish in the rivers, and how to extract sap from maple trees. Squanto also helped the pilgrim settlers to form an alliance with a local native tribe, the Wampanoag. An alliance is a bond or union between two groups that pledge to support each other. Later that year, in the fall of 1621, the pilgrims' first corn harvest was successful. They had an abundance of corn and were able to eat. The governor of the group, William Bradford, organized a feast to celebrate the harvest. He invited all the pilgrims in the community and their Native American allies, including the Wampanoag chief Massasoit. The feast lasted for three days. While no one wrote down exactly what they ate, we do know that it was an amazing feast for the time, and likely included chicken, deer, corn, lobster, seal, shellfish, and possibly turkey. This feast is now remembered as America's first Thanksgiving. The pilgrims likely didn't call it that, as they wouldn't have known that this feast would turn into a holiday. They also played games and had fun during the three days with their guests. They considered this celebration a way to give thanks to God and nature for the harvest and alliance with the Wampanoag people. The dishes that the pilgrims prepared were likely made using traditional Native American spices and cooking methods. The pilgrims didn't have an oven, and the sugar supply on the Mayflower had run out before the fall of 1621, so the meal did not include pies, cakes, or desserts. But the people were happy to have a harvest meal and a party, and were happy that their nutrition and health had improved compared to last year, and mostly that they were still alive. That's a lot to be thankful for. The pilgrims held their second Thanksgiving celebration in the fall of 1623. In the two years between, there had been a long drought. A drought is a long period of time in which it doesn't rain so everything dries up or doesn't grow. Because of the drought, there had been no harvest in the fall of 1622, and people were very hungry. In 1623, the farming had been good again, and they all celebrated as they had before. The practice of fasting, or not eating for a period of time, followed by having a large Thanksgiving celebration, and started to become common practice in other New England settlements outside of Plymouth as well. Later, during the American Revolution, the government designated a couple of days of Thanksgiving a year. In 1789, George Washington issued the first Thanksgiving proclamation. In his speech, he asked Americans to show that they're grateful for the happy ending to the War of Independence, that they had just won, and the new constitution or written framework for the country's rules, structure, and order. Other presidents after George Washington also designated a couple of days of Thanksgiving to remember these events. In 1817, New York became the first state to have an official Thanksgiving holiday. After that, other states started adopting their own Thanksgiving holiday, with each one being celebrated on a different day. 
However, the tradition hadn't spread to the South, and most Southern states didn't hear about Thanksgiving for a long time. One woman decided she wanted to change this. She wanted to make Thanksgiving a national holiday. Her name was Sarah Josepha Hale. She was a writer and wrote many articles and books, and even wrote the song, Mary Had a Little Lamb. Sarah started a campaign to make Thanksgiving a national holiday, and she worked on this for 36 years. A campaign is a planned effort to make something happen or change. She published articles in newspapers and sent letters to politicians. Eventually, her efforts paid off when Abraham Lincoln declared Thanksgiving a national holiday in 1863. He scheduled it to be celebrated on the final Thursday in November. Sarah was then known ever after as the mother of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was celebrated annually or once a year, and on this day until 1939. President Franklin D. Roosevelt moved the holiday up a week in order to help stores make money during the Great Depression. However, people didn't like the change, and so he moved it back to the original date in 1941. Although the original Thanksgiving celebrations were to celebrate the end of the American War of Independence and the new Constitution, modern American Thanksgiving is quite different. Now the celebrations center on cooking a turkey and sharing a large meal with family and friends. While turkeys are the main dish at most American households for Thanksgiving, it may not have actually been on the menu for the Pilgrims' first Thanksgiving. Today, more than 90% of Americans eat turkey on Thanksgiving and there are many different ways that people prepare it. Most like to cook it in the oven, but some people deep fry it or smoke it or find a variety of other ways to make the turkey dish new and interesting. Other traditional food that Americans eat at this holiday include stuffing or dressing, mashed potatoes, yams, cranberry sauce, and pumpkin pie. These are all foods that are in season for that time of year. Another common tradition at Thanksgiving is volunteering. Many people spend Thanksgiving Day doing volunteer activities in their communities. This includes holding food drives to collect food for the poor or hosting free dinners for people who are struggling. Parades have also become an important part of the Thanksgiving holiday in cities and towns throughout the United States. One of the largest and most famous is the Macy's Department Store Parade in New York City. This parade started in 1924 and was created to give businesses a chance to celebrate the holiday and advertise their store at the same time. Today, many Americans tune in on TV to watch the parade at Thanksgiving. The parade follows a two-and-a-half-mile route and features marching bands, performers, floats, and giant balloons. Even though Thanksgiving is a modern American tradition, there are similar annual celebrations of harvest that take place all over the world and throughout history. In ancient times, Egyptians, Greeks, and Romans all held large feasts to say thank you to their gods after the fall harvest. Thanksgiving also has a lot in common with the ancient Jewish harvest festival of Sukkot, and Native Americans have a long tradition of celebrating fall harvest with feasts and parties. These traditions are older than the American Thanksgiving in 1621, so may have had an influence on the idea of holding a feast. Does your family celebrate Thanksgiving? If so, what are some of your favorite family traditions? When you eat your holiday meal this year, think about the first American Thanksgiving at Plymouth. How do you think that would have been different? What are some of the things that you are thankful for this year? However you plan to celebrate, wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. 
November is the time to give thanks, and Mandy's Hair Store would like to thank all their loyal customers. New friends, old friends, and those to come. Mandy's Hair Store is your family-friendly salon with a full staff ready to help you with all your beauty needs. For every service you receive at Mandy's Hair Store from now until Christmas, your name goes in a drawing for a beautiful holiday basket. Thank you again for all your business this past year and years past. Mandy's Hair Store looks forward to serving you during the holidays and the new year to come. Hope you enjoyed that uh, little clip of the um, meaning of Thanksgiving, the history of Thanksgiving, and maybe you learned a little something that you didn't know. Uh, tonight we have enjoyed being with you and preparing for Thanksgiving together, all learning how to put thanks and giving back into that special holiday that we call Thanksgiving. And tonight, before we close, uh, we're going to just share a little bit more with you. And then the closing part of our program tonight is going to be the story of Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. So if you've got children and you haven't had an opportunity to round them up and put them around the radio and just listen to an old-fashioned story on At Home with Debbie Rule, as we have done before, tonight is a night where you can sit down and listen to a Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving, a wonderful, a wonderful Thanksgiving story, how we always love the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, at Thanksgiving, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, and of course, there's always Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, and Charlie Brown. So tonight, we hope you enjoy that in the closing of our program tonight. And we genuinely hope that each and every one of you have a very happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving uh, that's filled with much family, friends, cheer, uh, food, football, parades. What else have we talked about? Well, just being together as family. Yeah. Just enjoying that relationship, uh, being able to be together. Yep. You know, last Thanksgiving, maybe we weren't able to be together. So mm -hmm. you don't know what next Thanksgiving will bring. So be in the moment, be where your feet are, enjoy this opportunity right now, and uh, just have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. Be thankful for one another. Yes. You know, there's so many things that we can be thankful for that uh, a bad attitude or a negative attitude or just being a complaining person, which we've all been there, we've all done it, uh, can steal the joy and rob us of the blessings of really enjoying one another and enjoying the holiday. We um, get caught up in the things that we don't have. I think someone said that this morning. Uh, the things that you don't have, but be thankful for the things that you do have. And it's really just changing your mindset and putting things into perspective. You, you know, know, for young people especially, parents have a real opportunity to reframe the subject. A child might come home complaining about things going on at school, a coach, a teacher, of relationships and a parent can reframe that to well you should be thankful you know I think of a teacher I had Mrs. Edelman uh, nobody wanted her class 
because uh, she was a strict disciplinarian. I had her wrapped around my middle finger. I loved her. She was wonderful. My mom told me that I should be thankful. I have such a good teacher that wants me to make good grades, and I looked at it that way. And I remember our son, Zach, he would come home and complain about uh, people on the basketball team, and I'd, he had this one kid that was 6'8", 280. And I said, well, you ought to be glad you get to go against him every day in practice. Think about <laughs> when you run up against somebody like that, you'll know how to beat him. And it's just reframing it, taking yeah. it from a different perspective. And you can go along with that self-defeating attitude, that negativity, or you can say, you know what, let's find the good in this, let's be thankful find something to be thankful about and I'm not talking about being silly or making stuff up I'm talking about being serious and having mm -hmm. an attitude of gratitude yes yes and uh, I think that if we just make the decision uh, to be thankful then you'll start to realize how many things you really do have to be thankful for and I know I certainly am thankful for my family, my friends, uh, my wonderful church Your family, wonderful my wonderful husband, and uh, I'll say that again, my wonderful husband, and also uh, for our wonderful, loyal listeners that yes. we have every week that listen to us. We're so thankful for you, and maybe we don't say it enough how much we appreciate you and how thankful we are for you, but you brighten our lives. We learn a lot from you. As much as you learn from us, we are learning from you. So thank you for listening, and we hope that each and every one of you have a blessed and a very happy Thanksgiving this year. Remember the important things. It's being together, celebrating, being thankful, and giving to others that don't have what we have, and remembering the reason why we have Thanksgiving, to always be thankful. Be safe. Encourage others to be safe. Slow down. Smell the roses. Enjoy life and celebrate being together during this holiday season, especially Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yes. So enjoy this in the closing, a Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. We hope you enjoy this with your family tonight. Have a very happy Thanksgiving this Thursday. Enjoy. Here is a Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. It was time to give thanks for family and friends and delicious food. But Charlie Brown wasn't feeling very thankful. What's the matter, big brother? Nothing. I was just checking the mailbox. What did you expect? A turkey card? Holidays always depress me. I know what you mean. I went down to buy a turkey tree. And all they have are things for Christmas. As Charlie Brown and Sally headed home, Linus came around the corner. 
What's all the commotion? We've got another holiday to worry about. It seems Thanksgiving Day is upon us. I haven't even finished eating all my Halloween candy! Sally, Thanksgiving is a very important holiday. Ours was the first country in the world to make a national holiday to give thanks. What are you going to do on Thanksgiving, Charlie Brown? My mother and dad and Sally and I are all going over to my grandmother's for dinner. Why don't you come along, Linus? We can hold hands under the table. Charlie Brown was relaxing at home, trying to forget about the holidays when the phone rang. Do you kind of miss me, Chuck? Well, I, uh... That's okay, Chuck. I know you probably can't talk because someone's listening. We'll keep these intimate things to ourselves, okay, Chuck? Well, I, uh... Listen, I really have a treat for you. My dad's been called out of town. He said I could go over to your house and share Thanksgiving with you, Chuck. myself over because I know you kind of like me, Chuck. Well, I, uh... Okay, that's a date. See you soon, you sly devil. Flustered, Charlie Brown hung up the phone and turned to Sally. Oh, brother. Peppermint Patty's coming to Thanksgiving dinner. Kid Marcy? I just talked to her and she kinda would like to see you again. So you can count on two for dinner, Chuck. How do I always get into these things? Now she's bringing Marcy, too. Hey, guess who just walked in over here? It's Franklin. I told him about the big turkey party you're having, and he's sure his folks will let him come. Hey, Chuck! This is going to be the biggest bash of the year. See ya! I think I'm losing control of the whole world. Charlie Brown didn't know what to do. Now what's wrong? Peppermint Patty's invited herself, Marcy and Franklin over for Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm not even going to be home. I'm going to be at my grandmother's. Peppermint Patty will hate me for the rest of my life. I'm doomed. What time are you going over to your grandmother's, Charlie Brown? We're supposed to be there by 4.30. Okay, that makes it easy. You simply have two dinners. You cook the first one yourself for your friends, 
And then you go to your grandmother's with your family for the second one. I can't cook a Thanksgiving dinner. All I can make is cold cereal and maybe toast. That's right. I've seen you make toast. You can't butter it, but maybe we could help you. Snoopy, you go out to the garage and get a table that we can set up in the backyard. Snoopy and Woodstock got right to work. First, they found a table. Then they set it up. Finally, they added the tablecloth and place settings. Okay, Snoopy, that's pretty good. Come on inside. We need some help with the food. They certainly did need help. Snoopy started making the meal at once. There was toast to butter. Popcorn to pop. and candy to put out. Snoopy and Woodstock dressed up. Then they joined Charlie Brown at the door to wait for the guests. Snoopy, how can you serve the food in that ridiculous outfit? How about your chef's hat? Hi, Peppermint Patty. Hi, Franklin. Hi, Marcy. Everyone sat down at the table. Are we going to have a prayer? It's Thanksgiving, you know. Before we're served, shouldn't we say grace? In the year 1621, the pilgrims held their first Thanksgiving feast. They invited the great Indian chief, Massasoit, who brought 90 of his brave Indians and a great abundance of food. Governor William Bradford and Captain Miles Standish were honored guests. Elder William Brewster, who was a minister, said a prayer that went something like this. We thank God for our homes and our food and our safety in a new land. We thank God for the opportunity to create a new world for freedom and justice. Amen. Dinner was served, but Peppermint Patty was not impressed. What's this? A piece of toast? A pretzel stick? Popcorn? What blockhead cooked all this? What kind of a Thanksgiving dinner is this? Where's the turkey, Chuck? Where's the mashed potatoes? Where's the cranberry sauce? Where's the pumpkin pie? Don't you know anything about Thanksgiving dinners? 
Brown felt terrible. He left the table. You were kind of rough on Charlie Brown, weren't you, sir? Ralph, look at this. Is this what you call a Thanksgiving Day dinner? Now, wait a minute, sir. Did he invite you here to dinner, or did you invite yourself and us, too? Gee, I never thought of it like that. You think I hurt old Chuck's feelings? I bet I hurt his feelings, huh? Marcy, maybe you can go to old Chuck and patch things up for me. Well, I don't know, but I'll try. Marcy found Charlie Brown inside, all by himself. Don't feel bad, Chuck. Peppermint Patty didn't mean all those things she said. Actually, she really likes you. I don't feel bad for myself. I just feel bad because I ruined everyone's Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving is more than eating, Chuck. You heard what Linus was saying out there. Those early pilgrims were thankful for what had happened to them. And we should be thankful too. We should just be thankful for being together. I think that's what they mean by Thanksgiving, Charlie Brown. Marcy's words made a lot of sense. Peppermint Patty heard them too. Apologies accepted, Chuck old boy. Sure. There's enough problems in the world already, Chuck, without these stupid misunderstandings. Let's not play lover's games, Chuck. You're holding my hand, Chuck. You sly dog. Charlie Brown looked up at the clock and realized it was getting late. It's four o'clock. We're supposed to be at Grandmother's house for Thanksgiving by 4.30. I'd better talk to her and explain my dilemma. Hello? Grandma? This is Chuck. Uh, I mean, Charlie Brown. We're going to be a little late. You see, I invited a few friends over, and they're still here. No, ma'am. They haven't eaten. As a matter of fact, they've let me know that in no uncertain terms. What? You mean it? Hey, Peppermint Patty! Great news! It was great news. Everyone was invited over to Grandmother's for a Thanksgiving dinner. Isn't there an old song that goes, Over the hills and through the woods, To Grandmother's house we go? 
Sure, only this is the way it goes. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. The horse is away to carry the slave wine and drift in snow. Over the river and through the woods, oh, how the wind is low. It stings the toes and bites the nose, and so around we go. Over the river and through the woods, oh, Back at home. Snoopy and Woodstock were celebrating Thanksgiving, too, and there wasn't a pretzel stick or piece of toast in sight. A Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. We hope you enjoyed uh, that special replay of A Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving right here on At Home with Debbie Rule. And just like every week tonight, we thank you for inviting us into your home. We always love hearing from you and spending Sunday evening with you sharing our thoughts about home, family, and relationships. From our home to yours, I'm Debbie Rule. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm Rudy Rule. And we'll see you next week right here at 6 p.m. on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Have a blessed week and a very happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving that is filled with thanks and giving. Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Follow At Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Rule for more insights on home, family, and relationships. Music